Hello everyone. Welcome to CPPR's Policy Beyond Politics series. This is Nisi Solman, Senior Associate Research at CPPR. Today we're going to talk about a long debated topic around the use of cannabis plant, also known by several names such as ganja, bhang, charas and the list is long. You can call it a herb or you can call it a drug. It's all in the way you see it. This has precisely been the basis of debate globally. In India especially after the recent demise of the Bollywood celebrity uh, Sushant Singh Rajput it stirred a row on the use of cannabis in India but the conversation soon wore off because there was a lack of informed opinion about cannabis plant to discuss this matter in detail i'm happy to introduce my colleague ms akanksha boravik she is a research associate with cppr who has been working on this area for quite some time today she would take us through the subject welcome akanksha thank you nasi so as i understand akanksha India has had a very dynamic history with the cannabis plant. Even today it's highly circulated within the country despite the laws in India having declared the trading and consumption of cannabis as illegal. So to start off I want you to give us a brief history of cannabis in India and take us through India's evolving policy regarding cannabis. Uh thank you Nasi for introducing today's topic. Uh so anybody who knows the history of cannabis knows that it has been consumed for spiritual medicinal and recreational purposes since centuries in pre-independence india the british attempted to regulate it through excise laws that license cultivation and impose taxes on the sale of hemp which is a type of cannabis plant by the 1920s there was a growing nationalist movement which became critical of the british government's commercially driven drug policy so indian leaders started distancing themselves from traditional use of cannabis and eradicating drugs became a very important policy goal for the government by 1930 the dangerous drugs act was enacted which strengthened control over drugs derived from coca cannabis poppy plants uh, by regulating their cultivation possession manufacture trade etc but at this point there were no offenses attached to cannabis or to drug consumption then the drugs and cosmetics act 1940 was adopted for the regulation of medicinal drugs which also included cannabis and opium and at the time of independence in 1947 narcotics was still a very heavily regulated commodity and this position of the government continued even post independence so there were some challenges to drug laws uh, mostly on the grounds that you know they were discriminatory and they restricted farmers freedom of trade and occupation but these cases were unsuccessful in court uh, the courts mostly re- relied on india's international drug control commitments to justify the restrictions on cultivation of use and trade and this prohibitionist kind of sentiment continued and it became even more robust when the constitution was first formed um, article 47 of the constitution in fact states that uh, the state shall endeavor to bring about prohibition of the consumption except for medicinal purposes of intoxicating drinks and of drugs which are injurious to health so drugs and poisons was placed in the concurrent list allowing both the center and the states to legislate and uh, this division of legislative powers is actually pretty important because it um, gives state governments the ability to break away from national drug policies 
and if they want they could employ alternative measures in areas where they are empowered to frame policy thereafter the narcotic drugs and psychotropic substances act which is the ndps act uh, was drafted drafted and passed by the parliament in 1985 and this essentially criminalized the possession and consumption of drugs including cannabis so the ndps act uh, prohibits cultivation production possession purchase trade use and consumption of narcotic drugs and psychotropic substances except for medical and scientific purposes in accordance with the law if i may stop there um you said that the ndps act permits certain uses of the plant uh but um the heavy regulation of cultivation and the stigma also meant that it uh, fell out of favor so can you tell us about what led to this ban and what is the country's stand today so uh, this rhetoric of cannabis being a menace was actually pushed by the us onto the united uh, states onto the global stage but today if you see many uh, states in the united states have decriminalized cannabis and some have even legalized its consumption uh, you must have heard those news reports of marijuana you know being offered to people after covid vaccination drives in the us so yeah. if you see that drug policy has actually evolved over time but this uh, the goal of marijuana prohibition became very important when the us pushed this agenda on the global stage and this manifested in the un's 1961 single convention on narcotic drugs this document has since shaped a lot of drug policies across the world including india's uh, it classified cannabis as a schedule 4 substance a category that is reserved for the most dangerous drugs and which also includes drugs like heroin and the ndps act actually gave effect to this treaty and it was introduced only in the 1980s so uh, the single convention actually gave a grace period to all the member nations to abolish non medical use of cannabis and opium under the 1961 convention and this grace period expired and after which the ndps act was you know hastily passed by the parliament in fact india took a lot of issue with this stance against cannabis at the uh, 1961 convention which is why in the ndps act the government included clauses that made exceptions for industrial and horticulture industrial and horticultural use so while the ndps act is you know mostly punitive in nature it also has provisions to regulate the cultivation of drugs now if you fast forward to 2020 India stance on cannabis has largely remained unchanged in the past few decades at least but in the 63rd session of the United Nations Commission on Narcotic Drugs which was held in December 2020 India voted to remove cannabis from the schedule 4 of the 1960 uh, 1961 single convention on narcotic drugs which i mentioned earlier uh, and this move was seen by policy makers in India as india softening its stance on cannabis possession and consumption but uh, so far there haven't been any amendments to the act itself to reflect this uh, new stance of the indian government so um i found it very interesting to know that um india's decision to prohibit cannabis was driven by uh, western nations 
and ironically the west has now legalized cannabis and other uh, drugs to a wide extent um i think you referred to right. the same piece that i read this morning uh, which talked about um, you know giving free marijuana for covid-19 vaccine and it's found to be a popular perk in the us so that's a ridiculous extent although i have my um, uh, as nationalizing this product that's how far the west is now reached when it comes to this plant um and while india all along has been unchanged in its stance but you also mentioned that the production of cannabis for medical and scientific purpose is in fact legal in india so for the interest of our listeners uh, can you shed more light on that and you know talk about the medical benefits of cannabis yes yes so uh, there is a lot of mounting evidence you know in the global medical field about the groundbreaking medical benefits of cannabis so it is being now it is now being used by doctors for pain management associated with a lot of illnesses for you know uh, recovery from cancer treatment and also for its positive impact on treating mental and neurological disorders such as epilepsy and even depression and anxiety in fact um, maneka gandhi the uh, member of and the indian member of parliament has also advocated for, uh, for the legalization of medical cannabis in india in the past even um, sashi tharoor has in fact also voiced his support for legalizing cannabis in india but uh, despite popular belief that you know cannabis is banned for all consumption purposes in india this is not entirely true interestingly neither the ndps act nor the single convention outlawed the medical use of cannabis the ndps act in fact empowers the central and the state governments to frame rules and authorize cannabis production within the purview of medical and scientific purposes however the act is neither define nor describe the term medical and scientific in the act so essentially the ndps act criminalizes the production of cannabis except for medical or scientific purposes but medical use of cannabis is almost non existent non existent in india today because the ground reality is that most state governments in india are reluctant to issue a license to manufacturers for cultivating and growing cannabis even though the ndps act empowers them to do so so while the use of medical cannabis is technically technically legal its cultivation is regulated by respective state governments depending on the uh, scientific conditions mandated in its cultivation for for instance the maximum limit of thc which is uh, which is the psychoactive chemical component in cannabis or the security measures for cultivation etc the problem with this is that almost all cannabis that manufacturers of cannabis based medicines have access to grows in the wild so with little to no human intervention there is very little scope for quality control or standardization of cannabis which is essential to manufacture a cannabis based medicine so the growth of non industrial cannabis is illegal so if the source itself is deemed unlawful then the legality of consumption for medicinal purposes is also called into question so this poses a big challenge for manufacturers and discourages them from manufacturing cannabis based medicines on a meaningful scale but i i mean i would like to point it out to the listeners that there is immense potential for the medical usage of cannabis even within the purview of the current provisions of the ndps act because the ndps act makes an exception for cannabis leaves and there is massive potential for its use in medicine 
one of the key chemicals that is CBD, which is uh, the non-psychoactive uh, chemical component in cannabis, uh, is is very has a lot of medicinal properties. In fact, the World Health Organization itself has recommended its exclusion from single convention because it does not have psychoactive properties and has no potential for abuse. In fact, most CBD oils sold in India uh, are made out of CBD extracts of the leaves of the cannabis plant. But like I mentioned earlier, there are still many barriers to enter the sector, which is why manufacturers typically shy away from venturing into the production of cannabis-based medicines. So there is an urgent need to invest in cannabis-based medical research and simplify its safe cultivation and uh, provide good quality seeds to these manufacturers. Right. Um, so just following up on that, other than its medical benefit, do you see that there is any case for legalization and decriminalizing the cannabis in India? Yes. So globally, the perspective around cannabis has seen a dramatic turnaround. Many countries are decriminalizing its consumption and le even legalizing its recreational use. And this is because there is a glo growing global consensus that the harmful effects of cannabis are overestimated. Moreover, like doctors now even believe that alcohol and tobacco are even more dangerous than cannabis. So this has forced governments around the world to shift focus from criminalization to progressive public health policies that focus on harm reduction. Many uh, US states in particular are realizing that the war on drugs that they had going for decades is actually quite ineffective in curbing widespread, widespread consumption and also ties of illegal cannabis trade with organized crime. So this war on drugs has resulted in very harmful consequences, which uh, include and are not limited to illegal trafficking, adulteration of drugs, increased violence and brutality, stigmatization, and the rise of a black market for drugs. For instance, uh, take the US. When drugs are banned in the US, Mexican cartels take up cultivation and smuggle drugs into the country. And the Drug Enforcement Agency in US has an efficiency rate of uh, less than 1%. So this the rationale for a drug policy that bans the consumption of cannabis is entirely bulldozed by the fact that drugs are highly price inelastic. So in the absence of a legal market in India, cannabis cultivation and distribution is undertaken by illegal entities who make billions of dollars of drug trafficking. And you can't successfully control it on the supply side. Demand remains largely unaffected and supply continues. So in India, there is illegal production on a massive scale and often unregulated materials are used. Many countries are also realizing that their drug, drug laws are extremely harsh and do not really solve the core problem. For instance, India has uh, included the death penalty for certain repeat crimes involving a large quantity of drugs. And this provision actually still stands today although the range of offenses punishable with death was narrowed in 2001. But uh, the death penalty is still included as a provision in the NDPS Act. So the severe fallout from the ban on drugs is actually made worse by the poor enforcement rate that I was mentioning earlier. And this calls into question the efficacy of the law and the, even the primary purpose. And evidence from India supports this claim. So there was a 2019 study 
called the National Survey on Extent and Pattern of Substance Abuse in India by the Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment. And it pegged the number of cannabis users in the country at three crores. But if you look at the National Crime Records Bureau, only 1,45,000 something uh, people were prosecuted under the NDPS Act in 2019, while 45,000 were charged for possession of drugs for personal consumption and some 27,000 were charged for possession for trafficking. So this is an enforcement rate of 0.5% or lower. So the law's efficacy is very poor. Moreover, a substantial uh, number of the offenders that are charged are prosecuted for personal consumption, which has little to no effect on reducing the consumption of drugs within the or distribution of drugs, uh, drugs within the general population. Moreover, each year the government loses out on a very lucrative cannabis market. This is estimated at $25 billion for India in the next five years, according to a study by the Indian seed industry. Additionally, a substantial amount of tax revenue could also be generated by legalizing cannabis in a populous country like India. And there are estimates that show that tax from recreational cannabis alone, you know, if levied at the same rate as cigarettes, would earn around um, some $31 million in revenue from Delhi alone. In That was in 2018. And some $27 million from Mumbai. So with both the centers and states currently, you know, being short of revenue due to the pandemic, uh, this could be a good measure to uh, actually get some funds to, you know, deal with the fallout from the pandemic as well. Yeah, so the whole black market and the illicit trade that has emerged due to this policy is just a reflection of you know, systemic flaws and bad policies that were in place. Um, and it creates a host of other problems that many of us fail to see. This, the entire uh, phenomena, this concept called the Cobra effect, which uh, basically occurs when a solution to a problem makes the problem much worse due to unseen consequences. And I find it very intriguing in the policy space um, uh, because some policies just play out in a direction that is contrary to the intended objective. And the cannabis um, uh, example seems to be one such uh, instance. Um, I would certainly not discount the risk of cannabis, but the problems of criminalizing the use of cannabis, uh, I believe, uh, create a host of uh, problems, as you rightly po pointed out um, uh, earlier. And it could even outweigh any benefits of, uh, you know, criminalizing it. So the best alternative sometimes for the government to do is do nothing. Um, so that said, uh, this brings me to the last question. How do you uh, picture the scenario of liberalizing cannabis or, you know, the government just stepping back? What are the policy considerations to make if India were to liberalize the policy? Okay, uh, thank you for that question, Nisi. So uh, most countries who have legalized cannabis consumption actually began by de decriminalizing its usage. So that would be a good first step. So this would be done to avoid excessive punishment for non-violent drug offenders, many of whom are only personal consumers and have no other crime history as such. So uh, those who are convicted for any non-violent drug-related offenses face a long-lasting impact on their personal life due to undue stigmatization. So decriminalization would definitely be the first step. The next step would be to shift the focus towards harm reduction and treatment. So instead of sentencing a drug-dependent person convicted for a low-level drug offense, 
to you know imprisonment the court can give him immunity from prosecution if he or she you know has a willingness to get the proper treatment in a government authorized rehabilitation center so although there are several provisions stipulated even under the ndps act currently um which you know depenalize consumption and offenses involving small quantities of drugs and also encourage treatment seeking to date very few people have benefited from these provisions because they are not implemented properly on the ground and treatment seeking is often uh, seen as a backup uh, measure or a a backup measure to deal with uh, drug related offenses and incarceration is the primary way of the government dealing with these offenses so treatment is a uh, you know treatment has taken a back seat so that is uh, another thing that uh, india could do is focus on progressive public health policies that focus more on harm reduction a lot of countries in the world have seen more benefit come out of harm reduction than out of prosecution then the next step is to make it legal for farmers to cultivate cannabis plants for its commercial uses just like uh, opm production so in the debate about you know cannabis consumption people often forget that industrial hemp can also actually be used to make a variety of other marketable products such as uh, organic body care clothing uh, construction materials biofuels plastic composites etc so the list goes on in fact there is a source that says the you know the variety of products that can uh, be made from industrial hemp is in the thousands so banning cultivation of cannabis has actually kept farmers and even manufacturers from profiting off a market for these products in 2018 uttarakhand actually became the first state in the country to legalize commercial cultivation of hemp so for starters the product could only be sold to say the government or government authorized private manufacturers and uh, many other indian states could follow in the footsteps of uttarakhand to you know uh, commercialize the cannabis crop and capitalize on this huge lucrative market and finally uh, since we talked about the medicinal use of cannabis the government can encourage private investors to invest in medical research on cannabis to do this successfully the government authorities will have to make efforts to you know build and manage a good seed bank that has good quality seeds to supply to domestic investors because currently uh this is absent most of the cannabis that uh, you know manufacturers have access to grows in the wild which is uh, does not meet the quality standards this could also uh, you know good quality seeds could also be exported to other countries since india does have a massive uh, cannabis uh, cultivation that happens in the wild uh, we have the we have a conducive environment for growing cannabis plants so this could also be one way uh, the indian government could capitalize on cannabis for all this to happen indian states will have to draft the necessary rules and regulations that will allow cultivation of cannabis for you know commercial and medicinal purposes through licensing now coming to recreational use very few countries in the world currently have legalized recreational cannabis there are uh, Uh, quite a few uh, states in the united uh, states and a few other countries and uh, i feel that india has a long way to go before it 
you know legalizes recreational use as well so until we get to that point these are the some these are some of the strategies that the government could utilize to liberalize uh, its cannabis policy thank you akansha for your insights uh, with that we would conclude this episode um, we hope uh, we would have more such deliberations in your areas of research uh, thank you to all our listeners for joining us you can listen to all our podcasts on our social media account with the hashtag policy beyond politics for more research and content uh, please check our website www.cppr.in and follow the handle cppr india on facebook linkedin and twitter we will see you next time